We are going live now with the Everyday Guy Podcast. How you feel? How you feel? I'm in a tank top, motherfucker, and it's April. Uh, it's April 15th, 2020. Um, it's about 9 o'clock in the night. I got my nice little setup right here. I got these drapes right here for two bucks from some dude on an offer up. Um, this is my dining table, and I just put my Mexican blanket over it. And then um, I got my computers, my main laptop, my Apple. The Apple I love to do for like um, for um, like editing pictures and editing videos. Uh, I have this computer set up right here, so I can stream to um, Apple Podcasts and any type of just audio. And then, of course, I have the mic set up for the, um, for the, uh, for the goddamn YouTube video that I'm making. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, I've been watching videos, like, all day long. It's been crazy. Um, but everything's been going all right for me. This is, uh, this is episode 10. We hit double digits. Uh, for those of you who have been following me, that's amazing. I'm so fucking proud of just myself for being able to get this far. And, um, and I still have passion. Like, I'm growing. I love it. It, it's, it looks like a studio in here. Um, I'm going to get better lighting. I'll get more guests. Things are going to change. And, uh, and I'm super pumped. I got my stimulus check today, though. Uh, trip that shit out. I got my fucking stimulus check. Uh, 1700 bucks. Uh, I got two kids, but my I'm divorced, so me and my ex-wife, we uh, split a child, you know, when we do our taxes. And uh, it seems to work out for us. Uh, for some couples, I, I'm not sure how they do it, but you basically, uh, for the stimulus refund, you get a... $1,200 stimulus check, and then for each child under 17 or 18, I believe, you get a $500, like, additional credit. Um, so I got 1700 dude. Super pumped. Found this dude an offer up. Gave him uh, 12 bucks for all these drapes. And uh, I'm using tension rods, so I don't even have to drill into the wall. It's fucking sick, dude. I'm super stoked. And all this shit has cost me, like, 20 bucks. I think the most expensive thing I, I've gotten is that uh, the light that's holding the phone and shit is like 15 bucks at most. I think I spent 40 bucks, dude, and I feel like I'm I'm doing it right here. Um, I hope the sound's not too loud, and it's dope because I can just smoke in here, smoke six, you know. And uh, my guests can be out here; they can smoke if they want to, they can have a drink if they want to. We could just talk. Like, I'm so stoked to have my next guest on. And um, I don't have anybody on for this show, but I think uh, when I do my Saturday recording or possibly a Friday night recording, I think I'm going to do it with my girls. My daughters are going to be my next guests on here, and I'm going to try to get all the mics set up for them. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope we're we're able to, d to do that. Um, me and my my two girls. I got two daughters. Um, I got a four-year-old and a nine-year-old. And uh, they are, you know, five years apart. 
And uh, it's funny because when we are going, I'm currently in therapy. Uh, I'm in therapy like uh, twice a week most of the time. Um, but I, where is it going? Oh, in therapy, I found that um, children that are five years or more apart are considered um, they're being raised as like only children. And uh, it's a trip because I, I truly believe that. Uh, my, although my, my daughter, uh, my four-year-old, um, Gabs, she, she has uh, two younger siblings that are, she's five, four now. Um, her sister's two and her brother's one. So she really got, uh, not, I wouldn't say pushed to the side at all. But she um, she adapted quickly. So like Gabs is just I noticed she has more maturity to the way she holds herself. Um, she's a total goofball. Um, she likes to get under Audrey's skin, which is her her big sister. Um, now I could talk about them all day long. They they. They pick on each other. They have just totally different characteristics that I admire and I love. And um, they they find interest and fun in the same things I do, too. Um, they love being outdoors. They love it. Just being dirty and in the grass. Uh, that, that shit is fucking dope. Because I grew up uh, on my neighborhood, man. On my neighborhood in Parkinson. Uh, like the disease and shit. Uh, Parkinson. Uh, Parkinson was a fucking dope ass street, dude. So there were two dudes on there that were the oldest. They were probably like 17, nah, like 18, 17. And then we were like 14. And there were like two of our brothers that were like 17, 18. And then me, this other guy, JB. We were like 14, 15, and we all just grew up on the same street. It was about two, four, six, eight, like nearly 10 kids, all within a three-year uh, age group, and it was fucking dope. We all grew up together on the same street. We were outside constantly. I never got into video games. Uh, a couple of my friends did, but I, I never went for video games. That shit was just not my deal. I only went for, uh, like, sometimes, I mean, I'd play, like, the basic games, like, Mario Brothers and shit, like, Nintendo. PS4, I, I had a PS3, I think, PS, I don't know, I had a PlayStation, I know that, at some point. Um, I used to like to play Crash Bandicoot. Boomlaka. <laughs> I remember that shit. Boomlaka. I don't know if Crash Bandicoot's still around, that's a fucking dope-ass game, dog. Uh... All the Mario Brothers stupid shit, the 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 fucking um, the Mario Kart. I have that on my phone, dude. That's a dope game. But we we didn't get into video games. If anything, we always had like a central hub. One of my friends used to, we'd always hang out in the garage. We were in there like, dude. We we're in the summertime when we weren't with uh, like in school and shit. Dude, we were in there, in the garage, probably from like 10 a.m. 
to maybe like 9 p.m. Like almost 12 hours, dude, every day. And on the weekends, even longer. And sometimes my parents would be fucking drinking or not just drinking like alone and shit. They would be like having my uh, my aunts and uncles over and they'd play like uh, board games and shit and they'd all drink and have a good time. And they'd get liquored up, so I'd stay outside all fucking night and shit, and come in with mosquito bites and fucking itching from the grass and shit. Um, I was outside every day, dude, every day, and uh, I love it. I love that my daughters have the same thing. Um, one one thing me and the guys on the same street all did is like we went through different different um, sports, like just all kinds of if if a scooter when scooters came out we're stoked we all had to have scooters we went through a whole scooter phase fucking rollerblades were hot we were rollerblading like a motherfucker dude we'd set up a rail in my buddy's front yard he had like a little hill in his front yard we set up a rail there and i remember you can walk on the grass because i couldn't fucking i i was a horrible fucking skateboarder i was a horrible fucking rollerblader uh i i used to like to mountain bike that was like the most I don't know, fucking okay thing that I was good at until 2018. I uh, I had a bad accident that I'm gonna talk about today because it came up with my daughters. But uh, so I I was good at like skateboarded or rollerbladed or anything like that, which was fine. But I really wanted to um. I really just wanted to be a part of the, the team. Everybody, whatever we were all into. And then we went from, like, scooters to rollerblades to fucking skateboards to to uh, bikes. We were really into BMX, and we used to go ride First Avenue in Whittier. Uh, First Ave was fucking tight, dude, until they put up those big black fucking prison gates in there. Looks all depressing and shit. I blew out my tailbone there one time trying to clear the the railroad tracks there were like two jumps dude dirt to dirt and i went right and i'm fucking coming down boom 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 i jumped on the on the my little bmx bike and i cleared it like nah no issue like i can even raise up and shit and when i came back down i landed on my back tire whole motherfucking thing just i like the bike went flying dude i fell right on my fucking tailbone dude i i i remember i cried dude it hurt so bad i thought my butthole like ripped open dude i'm not even lying right now it was so fucking painful that fucking sucked dude that was not fucking cool um but that was like when i was like 16 and then i had to ride back home from first half it was like fucking three miles away from my house but riding on a one-speed bike fucking sucks, dude. Especially a BMX bike with a tiny-ass sprocket, dude. You get just so winded. But, um, anyways, we, we went through phases, and then we went to dirt biking. Like, dirt biking was our ending phase that we were all doing together. We used to go riding together. Uh, I've never been to Glamis. I've been to Ocotillo Wells. I went to Ocotillo Wells one time when it was fucking pouring, dog. It was just nothing but mud out there. I had the best time of my life. I swear to God, I had the best time of my life out there. I'll never forget that experience. We slept in a fucking toy hauler. 
But we didn't give a fuck, dude. We were covered in mud. We got to watch these fucking white boys talking all kinds of craziness, dude. And then we had this black dude with us, Jaquan. Fucking Jaquan, dude. I wonder what happened to Jaquan. Jaquan was a funny ass dude, man. He liked uh he liked the older dudes that we used to hang out with, these two white boys. They played football and sports and basketball and all this shit. So they were always hanging out with like these college dudes and um Jaquan would come around. I remember that dude. Um so we took him dirt biking with us and we had little fifties and uh you know, the fifties with the high bars and shit, like a fifty CC motorcycle uh, dirt bike is what I'm referring to. But they're typically for kids, but you can, like, bore them out and uh, put in, like, a bigger spring and higher bars to make them for adults. And we used to fucking wreck those things, dude. We'd race each other, and it would be no rules. So you just start out, dude, and you try to fucking kick the front tire of the dude next to you or something, dude. We'd be hauling. We'd come up, just fucking bump bars and try to just try to just push the dude off we're on 50s the fastest we're going is like i don't know fucking 15 miles an hour or some shit like that and uh but it was all fun it was all in the mud it was in the dirt we didn't give a fuck dude it was amazing that was my ocotillo trip i never been in glamis i i've been to like a couple racetracks uh that were around here i don't i don't know if they're still around here but, dude, I'm going to get back into, more, into dirt biking. Uh, me and my other friend, too, he was thinking the, other, the same thing. And uh, we were having the same thought, dude. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm going to get back into fucking dirt biking, man. That shit was hard as fuck, dude. And I want to get the girls into it. I know they love it, dude. They love riding their bikes. They love just being wild girls. But back to my by girls uh something i that came up over uh what was it easter i took the girls out and um from mom's house for a few hours we were gonna go ride scooters and skateboards and shit right so i'm getting my daughters at uh my ex-wife had just purchased a uh, like a cruiser, uh, cruiser skateboard, kind of like a longboard if you want to call it that, but not very long. And um, for my oldest daughter to to use, and it's a dope ass, uh, dope ass fucking skateboard, you know. So we borrowed it, and then she's like, "Oh, do you have helmets for them?" I'm like, "No," and she's like, "You need to have helmets for them." And she, you know, asked my oldest if she can go in and, and get get uh, the helmets. And, you know, I didn't take offense to it because it wasn't like I was purposely avoiding having them wear helmets. I have nothing against helmets. And uh, she thinks I do, apparently. Um, and, and, and it was clear. So my oldest daughter returns with the helmets, right? We're getting ready to go. And she's like, make sure you guys wear them. And my oldest, like, kind of smirked. And she goes, I'm not, you know, my oldest, my ex-wife tells her, uh, I'm not kidding. Your dad had a bad accident. And he knows what it's like to not wear a helmet. He could have been, you know, out of the hospital really soon. But since he didn't have a helmet, he had to stay in there for two weeks and um, all that, you know. And it's it's a real, like, usually that shit would bum me out. And I think she might know how it might trigger me. Or if she doesn't, she, 
maybe she's just unaware um however you know it just brought up old emotions of um my accident that happened back in in 2013 and uh the accident i'm referring to is um I used to ride uh, mountain bikes. Uh, I used to love fucking ride mountain bikes, dude. All the time, dude. All the time. And um, so I used to ride mountain bikes in uh, Turnbull Canyon. Shit, probably like once a week, dude. And uh, no, not even that. I'd do it more like two, three times, four times a week as much as I could. And uh, I used to love it. I knew all the trails. Like, my favorite was the Rattlesnake Trail that I just always took. And um, so, (coughs) excuse me. So, this one, um, it was a Monday. I used to work for a retailer, and I was off, uh, like, one random day during the week because I would work a weekend day. And I was off on a Sunday, I mean, on a a Monday, and... um, so I, I take my daughter to, uh, I only had one daughter at this time. So I take my daughter to daycare and, um, I go and I drop her off. And, um, I, apparently I don't remember any of this. All I remember is taking my daughter to daycare. So apparently I had my bike with me in my truck. And, um, so, which was like a normal plan. I was probably planning on riding the bike, um, and uh so i take off and i i drop my daughter off and i come to turnbull canyon throw my headphones in fucking grab some water and just start cruising up no helmet nothing right so i cruise up uh get to the second tower and i'm chilling there i I used to like to like sit there and write sometimes or just listen to music and smoke smoke stoves but uh you know, it was it was like my peace and shit. I found a lot of peace and harmony in that. Um, so I spent some time up there, and I came down, and um, I took the Rattlesnake Trail, which is it takes you out to like Friends Avenue. Uh, well, it used to. I don't know what's there. I know they did a bunch of like reconstruction there, but it used to take you out there. So this is what I don't remember, but this was recounted. I was coming down the trail, and I had a fucking, a bitchin' giant, right? And, uh, it was like a giant trance X1 or something like that. And, uh, it was a dope-ass bike, like a $1,200 bike, you know? And I rode that trail all the time. I knew it like the back of my hand, dude. And, apparently, I dropped my front wheel off the side of the trail. And I, I, like, must have lost control. Dipped my front wheel and went over the bars... And when I went over the bars, I fell off the side of the trail and went about, like, 20 feet down. Boom, 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 boom. Rolled, apparently. And I was down in this little valley for about, oh, man, I don't know. But this lady was walking up that trail, which is is funny because I used to get so irritated that people would walk that trail because it was it was majority of cyclists that would come down. And, uh, it, you know, it slows you down when you have people walking. But... At this time, it was like, uh, dude, right time, right place, dude. I must have, I don't know, but somebody was looking down on me that day, dude. So I, I rolled down the trail, knocked out, no helmet, right? And she saw me. So she's coming up the trail. She, you know, makes her way down to me. 
and I'm moaning and groaning like uh, I'm a fucking out of it dude I'm knocked out cold and she takes the phone out of my pocket and uh, it was like an old iPhone at that time I, I don't remember which one it was and she calls home and um, she called home and she left a voicemail for my parents saying hi uh, my name or I don't even know if she left her name hi I'm calling I think your son has fallen um, on his bike. I'm going to call 911, but we're over here on uh, Friends Avenue in Uptown Whittier. Um, I, I think he's seriously hurt. So my dad always kept that voicemail. And um, turns out she was a nurse, an RN. And she called for medical help. The paramedics got there. And I, I was not too far from the streets, so they were able to walk up with the stretcher. And they pulled me up and laid me on the trail. They pulled my bike up. And it's funny because I had a, a uh, fucking GoPro on my handlebars. And they pulled the bike up, right? And the way they positioned the bike, my camera was on me. So you see me laying there. And what's fucked up is I can't find this footage. I had it on a SD card somewhere. And I had a bunch of SD cards, but I've moved so much. I don't know where they've gone. But I'm going to find it again. But anyways, they, they positioned the camera right on the handlebars. and Or the camera that's on my handlebars. They position it. You see me laying there. And they're asking me questions. I'm, I'm fucking out of it. And I'm asking, where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? And the paramedics are kind of freaking out because they're asking, well... Was he here with someone? What the hell? And she, thank God that that nurse was there, that RN, and she's like, dude, no, he was by himself. I only saw him. Nobody was following him. Nobody was before him. And, um, you know, I, I don't remember riding the bike. I don't remember it. Um, I remember taking my daughter to, to daycare. Um, at least when I came to, I had fucking thought that I was in a car accident, dude, and that I was in a car accident on the way to take my daughter, so I was freaking out, because I couldn't figure out what had happened, and they're cutting off all my clothes, I had my riding gear on, they fucking just tore right through that, dude, so I'm laying there, and um, the paramedics are asking me, like, hey, you okay, you okay, can you hear us, can you move, couldn't fucking move my legs, no, and uh, my head was fucking killing me. So, uh, boom, they, they jumped me into the ambulance. I don't really remember what much of the ambulance ride, but they took me to Long Beach, dude. And uh, they took me to Long Beach Memorial, which is so ridiculous to think about because Long Beach is where I was born. And it's such an odd hospital because I lived in Whittier all my life. My parents have been in that area, nowhere near Long Beach. But I was the only kid born at a Long Beach Memorial. And that's where they took me. They didn't take me to press. They didn't take me to any Kaisers. They just took me to Long Beach. And um, so I remember getting dropped off there. And they're rushing me through the ER. And the doctor's asking me if I can feel him moving my toes. Or tickling my feet. Couldn't feel shit. Could not feel shit. If I could, if he could move my heels. Couldn't move. I, I, nothing, dude. I couldn't fucking move any of that. 
and I'm laying there like still kind of out of it and really concussed and they're wheeling me in the back and um they hook me up to everything and you know they want to get the MRI on my head because I wasn't wearing a helmet and um so they stabilized me they gave me probably some shit some medicine morphine or something and um they took me for the MRI and I had a uh, brain sw- no brain uh brain bleeding internal brain bleeding and uh, it was scary it was real scary I had a daughter at that time I was uh not married at that time uh but this was like right before I got engaged um so I I remember the doctors were really worried about my my if I had spinal injury and because I I have a, a scoliosis but not where like you hunch it's more of like my back is uh like an S almost my spine it's fucking horrible dude uh, like, if you look at my shoulder blades when my shirt is off, you can see, like, one's in, one's out. If you look at, like, my shoulders, I'm not a strong person by any means. But just, like, sitting normal, this, you can't really tell on camera, but this shoulder, um, my right shoulder is a lot smaller and, and shorter than my left shoulder, and it's the oddest fucking thing in the world. But... I had another bike accident when I was like 17 that really messed up my back. But anyways, 2013, I really fucked up my back and um I had a hemorrhaging disc and um and with the scoliosis it really just kind of affected my back like it repositioned it and it's just been uncomfortable ever since, but I noticed since I lost a lot of weight from not drinking, uh I have very much less uh very few uh incidents with my back harming me or hurting me at all uh, which is great dude but back to 2013 so i'm sitting in the hospital dude and i can't i can't get it out of my head like how stupid i was that i rode my bike without a helmet and um i remember being in my my last relationship uh, which by any means was not the best, obviously, because we got divorced. Um, however, uh, we were married. And um, I remember, so from that injury, right, the the injury, I'm in the hospital for two weeks, the brain bleeding, it goes away. Um, they gave me, I had, oh, I got feeling back in my feet. I uh, It was like that night that Monday night I started uh, being able to move my toes and it was like a sensation impact to my spine that caused like uh, my nerves to basically like shut off from the waist down Um, it was like almost like a quick panic and the way my doctor uh, he said it was like it was your body readjusting itself and it was like if you unplugged it plugged it back in and the TV is turning back on that's what your, your body is doing right now which was amazing because uh, we were getting very fearful that it was, uh, that I was going to be paralyzed. And, um, I'm obviously very grateful that that didn't happen. Um, so fast forward to a few years, uh, after that, I remember 
my ex-wife, um, we had a huge argument, and, um, we were never able to really work things through, um, I, I have a problem where I never understood the coming together of things, I've seen the separation, I've seen the arguments, I've seen the disconnections, but I never seen it come back together, uh, Meaning, like, when things were done in my parents' household, my dad got mad at me. He wouldn't talk to me about, like, why he was mad or the thing he might have done when he was mad, like, scream at me or, you know, threaten me or hit me. And we wouldn't be able to come back and, like, talk after it and work through it. Uh, The same thing with my ex-wife. We were never able to do that. We, We would argue and fight and very deep and personal things would come up that we were too fearful of facing and it would fucking impact us dude so um one thing that came up and and she really had resentment towards me for was not wearing a helmet that day and uh having that accident she she uh she hated the pressure that it put on her to as a mother to carry the load um and she really resented me for that and uh, I don't think it was anything that we ever got through. I mean, obviously, it's nothing we ever got through because we're not together. We're divorced. I'm uh, like four years past my divorce now. But um, it, it's interesting, and it makes me think now, now what do I do with that, that information, that, that, that memory that I just brought back of the resentment that it, it brought from my ex-wife? Um, what I'm trying to do with it is one, understand that her resentment is her resentment. It's not mine. Um, if she resents me for anything, that's something that she has to bed with and not me. I don't have to carry her resentments. Um, we are no longer together and we have no responsibility to each other. And that's how we've decided to live our lives. And, um, so that's the first thing I had to do is that's hers. That's her resentment. That has nothing to do with me. So now I try to use it as a ploy to be able to show my children the value of safety in not such a um, dark and uh, hurtful way. And... Uh, one thing I, I do with my daughters is, is show them that they do need to wear that protective gear. It's not like you want your brain splattered out everywhere. Like the only reason daddy's still here is because his head did not open. If his head opened, it would have been game over. Uh, if he was paralyzed, it would have been game over. What kind of life would that have been? Um, and I did make those mistakes, but I don't carry the resentment anymore. I used to carry it with me when I was in the relationship. Now, now I don't carry that shit with me. I let it go. You know, I made that mistake. Um, But what's great is I can be here to tell my daughters, nah, you don't need to go down that route. I've been there. Let's go this way. (laughs) You know, let's put our helmet on. Let's be a little safer out there. Um, And and they're speed demons. Uh, Gab's is a little speed demon. Audrey, too, man. She likes to just jump on her scooter and fucking go. And uh, I'm down with it, you know? 
And uh, so I slap some helmets on them, make sure they take care of themselves. I always tell them to put uh, knee pads on, too. I want their knees to get all, like, fucked up, man. Those women, those girls, they got pretty legs, you know, long legs, man. They got to take care of them. Audrey's always all bruised up and shit, but, yeah, man, she she likes being outdoors. Like, what am I going to do? Keep her locked up, make sure she doesn't get any bruises. Oh, fuck all that, man. But that was one thing I wanted to take from from that story is whatever happens in your life, people are going to resent you for it. Even some of the people that are close to you. Now, you have an option of either picking up that resentment and also holding it. Or just letting those people carry that with them. Now, if those people are close to you, like a family member that you can't just really disconnect from, like a, a partner. Then you need to accept it. You know? You need to accept that that person has that issue. And that issue is not yours. Nor does it concern you in any way. You need to forgive yourself for whatever that issue was or whatever it caused. And move forward. If that person has resentment towards you and decides to act on their resentment. Then that's a mistake that those people are going to have to make. And, and live with. But that's not yours. Whatever mistakes you've made in your past, don't let other people's resentment or your fear of other people's resentment be a reason for you not to continue. Let that shit go. Let it go. It's not going to help you at all. What? What do you guys think? Look at, I have a six foot wingspan. And I'm only 5'7", five, 5'8", five, sometimes I lie to people. But, six foot wingspan, that's pretty cool, man. I don't know if that's true, though. I should look that up on the internet. Like, if you have to have the same wingspan as your height. And if you don't, you're, like, off and shit. But then I have, like, a, like JB, he's six foot four, And we wear the same size, length and pants and shit. That motherfucker's all torso. He's got, like, 50-some ribs and shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers all rib cage, dog. Damn, you can make a barbecue for like 50 people off that dude, man. Feed everybody with all them ribs. <laughs> we wear the same length in pants, dog. Size 30. Damn, that's funny. Oh, man, that's a good one. I'm going to leave on that note right there. Um, thank you for everyone that's been listening. Uh, super pumped to do this and um, yeah I hope you get to tune in for the next one motherfucker and hopefully I have a guest on this biatch later